Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Self-reliance is one of the greatest hindrances to us following God's will and seeing it come to pass in our life. I knew that God was speaking to me about, you know, that even though it doesn't look like it's possible for us to do it, that maybe God has some other plans. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I am really excited to start sharing with you about how to find, follow, and fulfill God's will. I've got a book on this. This has been out quite a while. I have seen lots of people's lives touched through this. And my own personal testimony is that this is what got me to seeking the Lord. And I'm going to be sharing a lot of things. But I'm excited about this. Because I really believe, and I'm going to be giving you scriptures to verify everything I say, but just as a way of introduction, I believe that God has a perfect plan for every single one of you. And I know that based on the Word of God. And I also know that most people are not really doing what God has called them to do. They let life kind of control them and just push them. In whatever direction. It's kind of like water. You know, that just always seeks the lowest level. Whatever is the easiest is what most people go for. But God's will for your life is never going to be the easy thing to do. It's going to be something you have to pursue. If you don't pursue it, you won't get it. But God has a purpose for every single one of you. And I tell you, it's only when you discover that purpose that you will really find true satisfaction, joy, and peace. And I'm saying this in love here, but there are some people watching this program that you are dissatisfied and you're trying to use everything that you know. From God's word to rejoice and to be happy and yet you're dissatisfied, you just can't figure it out. 
Okuva mu kigambo kya Katonda olabe ngo subulu okulaba ngo ofuna mwesanyu jyokumyo kubikola era wesanze nti ochali no butalibu mativu obo Sometimes it's because um you know you, you just take your eyes off of the Lord and Omanyi chinolusi chiva kuchino nti olusa amaso goboga je Katonda So but somebody are seeking the Lord and are still dissatisfied and Niaba mukumwe ate musigadde munonya Katonda niatira muina mu butalibu mativu munda mumwe One of the reasons is because you aren't in that spot that God has for you. Nechi no chiva kumsongenu, nti toli awe njini njini katunda waku subido kubeda. There is such a thing as a holy dissatisfaction. Waduwe chintu chempita, obutalibu mativu, obutu ukidivu. And this is one of the ways that God motivates you towards fulfilling His will. Ireno yemukungiri katunda jiako ziso kubanga kusindikirizo kubanga subulo kutukirizo kwa gala kwe. Is that you just won't find that true happiness and peace and satisfaction. Ireno kakasa toja kufuna sanyuwele tufu okumatizibuko munda mugwe. Until you are in the center of God's will. Okutusangu uliwali wenyini njini wayagala obele. Sigwe wayagala ukubele. Wawala ye wayagala obele. You know, let me give you a, an illustration of this in my own personal life. Kankwecho ukula vila kuchino, mubula mubu wangabu wenyini njini. Uh, I've used this before, but for me, it's just one of those moments in my life. Chino nchikwe seze mirundi minji, nenze ngo muntu, chinkolira nyo, kubanga chichimu kubintu bienda vya kumbula mubu wangabu is one of the greatest things I ever experienced. But I went to Charlotte, North Carolina for 32 years, I believe it was. And in a row, every September. And I had a partner there that owned a business with about 30 35 employees. And he would always invite me to come speak to his employees. He would tell them the clock's running, you just listen to this guy talk. As long as he wants to, I'm paying you and you listen. And then after it was over, I'd go to the break room and I'd pray with people. And if they had problems, and we saw lots of people saved and healed and miracles happened and it was good. Anyway, one time when I did that, I walked out after finishing ministering to the people. And there was an oriental woman that was sitting at this front desk and she wasn't back there with the rest of them. And so I asked her, I said, so who are you? And she told me your name. And I said, how come you weren't back with the rest of the employees? And she said, 
And she says, well, I'm the new kid on the block and they left me here to answer the phones. Nanyinyonyona ngama nti, umanyina akega taku company eno. Yenso gachi bandise wano, mbedenga nsoboloku yambako, okufuna masimu gona gona aga kubibwa, bandu mbedenga nsoboloku badamu. She says, what did you do back there? And I told her what we did. And she says, and who are you? And I told her my name. Umichanono nambuza, obadoko la cheye mabega. Nemunyonyona biembadenko la nambuza katia manya kugwani. And she says, what do you do? And I said, I'm a minister. And she, her eyes got big and she said, for who? And I said, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And man, she, she looked at me and she says, you're the one. And I said, I'm the one what? And she told me that she was a Buddhist and the previous night she had been going through her rituals. And she just stopped right in the middle of it and she started praying and she says, God, I know that you exist. But this can't be it. And she says, who are you? She says, reveal yourself to me. And she said that this ball of light came in front of her and it was just pulsating and she heard an audible voice that said, tomorrow I will send you a man who will tell you who I am. And she says, you're the one. And I said, man, I am the one. And I got to lead this lady to the Lord and prayed with her to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And as joyous as that was to see her life change, when I got out to my car, I couldn't even go anywhere. For a while, I just sat there praising God, thinking, God, I was in the right place at the right time. I said, God, I was in the center of his will. He knew I'd be there. And I tell you, the reason I told that story is to say that there is such a satisfaction and a joy that comes of knowing that you aren't just doing your thing and asking God to bless it. But to know that you are doing exactly what God created you to do. Is something that 
defies explanation. You just nearly have to experience it. And there are some of you watching this program right now that you're, you love God. You're born again. You're seeking God. You're asking God to use you. And to bless you and you're trying to uh, live a Christian life. And influence other people. And there's still a dissatisfaction in your life. And I believe there's multiple reasons, but one big reason. Is because many of you aren't exactly where God called you to be. My personal testimony is that when God has revealed his will to me, it has never been the easy thing to do. It's like I have to see it and then I have to pursue it. And Satan marshals all of his forces against me. As we go through this series, I'm going to be using a lot of personal Testimonies. And I'll share stories with you, but I tell you, Satan has done everything he could to stop me from fulfilling God's will in my life. It hasn't been easy. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's terrible. It's, it's a, but I'm just saying it's a fight. It's worth the fight. The victory is well worth the fight. But doing God's will isn't the easiest thing. And I believe that most people have just let circumstances in this life dictate to them. And control their things. Many people, you know, their future was planned for them by their parents. And they did what was expected of them. Uh, took over the family business. Which if that's what God wants you to do, that's just fine. But... And I'm saying sometimes people have plans for you. And you just head in that direction. Uh, like a sheep to the slaughter, not realizing that God has a special plan 
for every single one of you. No gena ngogobiranga, a kaligaka gende yo mubazi. Nenga weda videnti katonda. Boy, there are so many scriptures on this. The first thing I want to do is just show you from scripture that God has a plan for your life. You aren't an accident whether your parents knew you were coming or not. God knew you were coming. And God created you with the purpose. Look at these verses, and I'm going to be using a lot of them. I'm not sure I'll get to all of these on today's program. But I want you to think about this, that you didn't just happen. God had a purpose for you before you were even created. Look at these verses in Psalms chapter 139 and beginning... With verse 14, it says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth. And I did see my substance yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, which as yet there was none of them. Now this is the King James, and this is really awkward. It's not the way we talk today. I don't have a problem with that. I've studied it out. But this verse... Where in the King James it says, And in thy book all my members were written. I forget the exact wording in the NIV, but it's like all of the God's plans for your days were written out before you were even born. When you were still in your mother's womb, God had a purpose for your life. Paul said this same thing. Let me turn over and read this out of Galatians. Chapter 1, and verse 15. 
IT SAYS, BUT WHEN IT PLEASED GOD WHO SEPARATED ME FROM MY MOTHER'S WOMB AND CALLED ME BY HIS GRACE TO REVEAL HIS SON IN ME. AGAMENTI NEKA TONDA, BOYAN SIMA, EYANJA ULO KUFAMULUBUTO RAMMANGE, NAMPITO RECHI SACHE, so right here is Paul again saying that God called him and separated him unto the gospel from his mother's womb. Now this does not mean just because God had written in his book what he planned for your life to be. And then like Paul, he was separated from his mother's room. That doesn't mean that it's automatically going to come to pass. This isn't God just sovereignly controlling your life. And a lot of people really believe that fate, or they, if you're religious, you call it the sovereignty of God. If you're non-religious, you'll just call it fate. But you believe that everything just automatically works out the way it's supposed to be. You know, if you would look around and see the people who murder and rape and steal and people, you know, just, you could mention so many things. That was not God's plan. For those individuals, God's plan, He has a plan for your life. But He doesn't force that plan upon you. You have to cooperate with Him. And Paul is a great example because he said he was separated unto the gospel from his mother's womb. But did you know for, we don't know exactly how old he was when the Lord appeared to him in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts on the road uh, to Damascus to persecute the Christians. I, but let's just suppose he was 30 or 40 years old. Something like that. For those first 30 years, he was not pursuing God's will. He actually was becoming a religious Pharisee. And he talked about all the things he did, how that he persecuted the Christians and even consented and testified against them to their death. Now, 
You know that that wasn't God's will for his life. And yet he said God separated him unto the gospel from his mother's womb. He felt this calling. He felt this desire to be serving God. And so he just plugged into the religious system. And worked his way up through it. Was trained under the greatest rabbi of his day, Gamaliel. And he became a religious Pharisee because he felt that call, he felt that anointing, but he didn't pursue it the way God wanted. And that's the reason that in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, God arrested him. On the road to Damascus. And totally changed his life. But it shows, see, that there was a purpose for his life, but he had a choice. And he made some wrong choices and just followed the way that everybody else was doing it. Until he had this supernatural encounter with the Lord. So I'm saying that even though, like in Psalms 139, that God has written out in his book what your life is supposed to be. Even though God has done that, you've got a choice. And you can either cooperate, you can rebel at God. And or you can just let circumstances in life push you in a certain direction. And and you can miss God's perfect plan for your life. I, you know, this is one of the things. You could apply this to just so many things. In our, in our world today, but there are people that are confused about their sex. And, and they, they are now beginning to put, you know, no sex on a birth certificate. And wait until the child is old enough to choose whether he's male or female. 
Katingabu balo uza nti umano nubu anakura ya nesa lida u agamenti zenjaka lakubira musajja ubanjaka lakubira mukazi. That is a slap in the face of God. Banange ururuba anguru yi ruokubye katunda muwenyiwe. God determined your sex. Katunda yinyini yeye sala wobu tonde wu. And sex is not just a mental thing how you feel on a certain day. Eero butonde wu. Tebuva mwecho chicho ulida mkasera kuntinze kakati impulida ndi musajja. Every cell in your body, if you're a woman, you've got two X chromosomes. If you are a man, you've got an X and a Y chromosome. Boboli mukazi, olina inseke eza X bidi. Boboli msajja, olina akaseka ka X na akaseka ka Y. In every cell of your body. Edachi ni ochisanga mubili katafari, akali mubili guo. Scientifically, on a cellular level, you are a male or a female. Mungigiriza yechi na science. Munda mugwe, olimu saja, obo olimu kazi. Tosobula kubwe irachimu kwebio, bubato chiri. And how you were born is what you are. I don't care how you feel. Engiriji wazali wamu, yubwe wabutonde wabutufu. Sifude yobo uliroti, obo chuhulido, bato chuhulida. And see, if you sit there and deviate from that, then what you're saying is, no, God made a mistake. You are going back to believing that we just happened. That God isn't the creator, but... But going back to Psalms 139, God wrought you in your mother's womb. Nesinga tupatuzeyo kuzabuli chikumi ya satu muenda ufakunyiro kuminetano. Lukula zenti katonda muene ye njini njini ye ya kutonda. God created you with the purpose. God knows everything about you. Edaye ye njini njini ye ya kutonda nechi gendiriwa. Nga ina plani enunji ediobu la mubo. And has even determined what your life is supposed to be. You know, in my personal life, God ordained that I be a minister. And he called me to that. God ordained that I have a worldwide ministry. And reach people. You know, there are some people that are called to minister like to the homeless in a certain specific. There's There's some people that are a pastor in just a local place. There's some people that are missionaries overseas. There's different purposes. With me, God called me to be a media minister. And as I go through this series, I'll tell you, it was, it was absolutely the furthest thing from what my qualifications were. I was an extreme introvert. 
couldn't look at a person in the face. I mean, thinking of talking in front of people used to just petrify me. God called me to do exactly what I am unqualified to do in the natural realm. And I found that this is probably the pattern. Matter of fact, over in First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, beginning with verse 26, it says, you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty are called, noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world, weak things, base things, things that are despised, things that are nothing to bring to naught things that are. And the reason he did it that way is so that no flesh would glory in his presence. In other words, he called you to do something that is beyond yourself and beyond your ability so that you would have to trust him and then as he flows through you and performs his will through you you have to say this is God because it is not your natural tendencies. I would say that the vast majority of people when they try and find God's will for their life what they do is do an inventory of what your strengths are. And if you know you're a singer, you think, well, maybe God must have called me to be a singer. Or if you're an accountant and you got uh, a mind that thinks that way in details. Numbers and stuff. You just look at what your natural talents are and you just presume assume that this is what God is wanting you to do. And I don't think that that is a way to find God at all. I guarantee you, if you would have looked at my natural talents, which were very few, you wouldn't have ever have thought that God would use me as a spokesperson for the gospel. And yet that's exactly what God called me to do. I found out that God usually calls you to do something that is one of your weaknesses. 
nze kino kemaze okuzula katonde ebisire bisinga jja kuita okole echi wabweru obusobozi bo because it makes you depend upon him kubanga botuka kudaleryo kibachitegeza tegagenda kubera manyigo genda kuboyino kumwesiga mako i remember starting one of our offices over in australia and uh, we, I went over to Australia. We were opening up the office and announcing it to a crowd of people. That night we were starting a school. And the person who had moved there, uh, he was a native Australian. And he came to our school in the U.S., but he went back. He was the one that was going to run the school and the office. And the day that we started those meetings, he came to me about an hour before the service. And and he says, please don't announce the opening of the office in the Bible school. Because I just don't think I can do it. I think this is beyond me. It's beyond my ability. And he wanted to back out. And you know what? I said, that's great. It really surprised him, like, why would you think that's great? Now, I said, because if you realize that it's bigger than you, that means that you're going to have to depend upon God. Then Feeling of inadequacy is actually good if you just don't stop there. But if you persevere through it and say, Father, help me. Enable me to do what I can't do in myself. I said, you're the exact person that we want to start that ministry. And did you know he went ahead and did it and it worked out. And I mean, it was one of the best startups of a foreign uh, ministry that we've had. And so I'm saying all of these things to say to you that God has a purpose for your life. And it's not up to you to choose what you want to do based on your personal observation and your personal desires that's not the way you do it you don't just pursue something and then ask God to bless it but 
BUT WHEN YOU FIND OUT WHAT GOD HAS CALLED YOU TO DO, YOU DON'T EVEN HAVE TO ASK THE BLESSING. GOD WOULD BE UNJUST TO CALL YOU TO DO SOMETHING AND EXPECT YOU TO DO IT IN YOUR OWN STRENGTH AND OWN POWER. Anything he calls you to do, he will anoint you to do. And you can count on it. You don't have to plead and say, oh God, please help me get this done. You know, we have seen some wonderful things happen in this ministry. I mean, up in the hundreds of millions of dollars of buildings and things that we are doing. And God has blessed us. And I don't ever pray and say, oh God, please send me some money. Oh God, please do this. What I do is find out what God tells me to do. And then I just start doing it. Trusting that if he guided me to do it, then he will provide. Wherever he guides, he provides. And it's just an effortless thing. And yet so many Christians, they may have a desire to let their talents be used of God. But are you doing what God called you to do? Or are you doing your own thing and asking God to bless it? There's a huge difference between those two. You have to learn how to find God's will for your life. And like that example, I started this program with. With only when you find yourself in the center of God's will. Will you find this supernatural satisfaction and contentment. And anointing. I mean, just an effortlessness. Where it's beyond yourself. It's not you doing things. But it's God's ability flowing through you. Only when you are in God's perfect will will that happen. Boy, that is important. And I really feel in my heart like God on the very first day of this teaching. God is speaking to lots of people all over the world. That this is an answer. 
Chino chechio kudamu. You love God. You're born again. Uliyo ya gala katonda. Ulimulokoli. You're seeking God. You want God to be glorified in your life. Uliyo nonya katonda. Ya gala katonda abirenga agurumizi wambula mubu. But you don't have an absolute assurance and confidence that what you're doing is what God called you to do. Na yeto inabu kakafu. Mumunda mumutimagu. Ntichicho kola kakati. And I'm not saying you're a bad person. You could be a person who's rebelling at God, and you know God's wanting you to do something else. Well, the answer to that's pretty simple. You just need to submit and follow God's will. Boba but there are some of you that honestly you desire to glorify God. But you have never just sat down and come to grips with God. What did you create me for? You have never run up a white flag and surrendered. And as I continue through this, I'm going to teach you just step by step how to do this. And how to arrive at finding God's will for your life. It's not difficult. Matter of fact, over in Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Be not ignorant, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's a command. And most people think, well, you can't really know God's will. Maybe a person like you who's called to the ministry, God has a special calling on you. But, but then they believe that most people, it's just, you just do the best you can. And whatever you do, you just do it the best you can. But and in hope it's pleasing to God. That's not so. God has a plan for every single person. I already used that verse, those verses out of Psalms 139 that while you were still in your mother's womb. God had written out what your life and what your calling was all about. In your mother's womb, before you had done anything, before you had any gifts and talents or credits to your name. Before you'd ever done anything good or done anything bad. God has a purpose for you completely independent of your natural talents. 
Katonda alina integeke nunje diobula mubo nenga tegenda kusinzira kutalanta zolina mubuntu bo and abilities your performance good or bad obo busobozibo obo enkola yeye ebintu yadde nunje obambi and then we confirmed it by talking about Paul era twachikakasiza botwasomye ku Paulo on tomorrow's broadcast I'll get into uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 but mu program yange yuluna kurwencha njakuba nkutwala mu Yeremia isule soka and show you that God called Jeremiah to be a prophet nkulagenti katonda yaita Yeremia kubera nabbi under the nations from his mother's womb ngachali mulubutorwanyina again showing here's three examples and there's another one in the book of Isaiah iranja kulagaye byawandikwe bilala bisatu Four examples in the Word of God where people were called and separated unto something while they were still in their mother's womb. If that's true for them, the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. Bible yegambe mbalume sule yoku bilonyirokuminolumu ndikatonda tasosola mu bantu God has a purpose for your life Katonda ine chigendererwa echirunji eliyobulamu bo And I can promise you this It's better than you think Erachisingako kwecho chomanyi It's greater than you think Erachinene okusinga bolowoza God is awesome God's never made a piece of junk Katonda mulunji taina nomugo yakolanga amali abumazibudde bwe if you don't feel like your life is just awesome, and if you don't wake up and just thank God for the privilege of what He's called you to do, and Him flowing through you and running your life, well, then you need to discover God's will for your life. And so I'm beginning a series entitled How to Find, Follow, and Fulfill God's Will.